Oh, I got a live one here. Welcome, cold-hearted snakes, to Geek Salad episode 174. We didn't start the bad dance! Get this busted. Has a yeah. <laughs> Get busted. So, today, we, oh, we close out a chapter. This is the last musical oh, year of the 80s what a that we're going to be discussing. Um, a year that our good friend Steve uh, at 8COD writes... Looks like 1989 was a big year for pre-grunge. If I had a time machine, I'd go back to 89 and stop it before it happened. <laughs> oh, oh. Also a year where Steve said, Wait, Ace really had a solo career? That can't be right. I'm with Steve. That can't be right. No, that, that, that's impossible. Who did it? Ace Freely. Ace Freely from Kiss. Hmm. Yeah, okay, that's not helping me much. All right, uh, the Star okay. Child. I was never been, okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> I was never been. Yet you knew that. <laughs> yeah, well, I knew what I knew they were making. It's not the cat. It's not yeah, the, no, he's not, no, he's not the Star Child. No, no. He was the alien. The Star Child was Paul Stanley. Right. Ace Freely was the other guitar player. Okay. The crazy the one. And Peter Chris was the cat, right? Yes. The only reason I know Star Child is because there was some sci fi movie starring Kiss. Yes, Kiss and the uh, Phantom of the Park or whatever. Yeah, I saw... With Paul I, Stanley's black uh, stunt double. I think I stumbled across it on Channel 56 long, long ago and then kept moving. Yep. But that was the part where I caught in. It was Star Child, and then like the star comes out. <laughs> <laughs> so, as is want for our 80s um, discussions, uh, we, we, are, we have a return episode of Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK! That's not good. <laughs> Where Chris uh, writes, it's time of a year again. The random.org's uh, five songs from the Billboard Top 100 in no particular order. So hopefully these are all songs that he uh, that we will not be talking about when we discuss everything else. So um, first up is uh, number 62, I Don't Want Your Love by Duran Duran. Yeah, this is one of those songs that, like, like fans, like, serious fans will remember. Like, I remember this song. I remember I, being yeah. kind of psyched for this song. Well, you know what, you know what it was with Duran Duran? 
after Reflex, I could just kind of blacked out, and then when, um, in 93, what was the album they released in 93? The Wedding Album. The Wedding Album. Yeah. When that came out, that's, right. the, only, that's the only time I remember. This actually isn't a bad song when you, um, when you go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, there's another song on there called All She Wants Is that's actually a better song, because they were in that, that area where they could really do no wrong, but they mm-hmm. weren't going to chart well. Oh, this was this no. Barbara. This is after um, Andy and Roger right. Tellers yes. left the band. Yeah, oddly no relation. Um, <laughs> Chris writes: This was when Duran Duran was down to three members, and I really wasn't a fan of this song or their album overall. Big thing, definitely wasn't a, as good as their early to mid '80s stuff. Whatever, I still liked it. Um, all right, the second <laughs> number is sixty-seven, which is "I Miss You Like Crazy" by Natalie Cole. Miss really? you like crazy. I miss you like crazy. Blah, 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 I'm blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to blank. Nope. It's pretty much... We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of songs that are all going to sound alike and essentially are just one in the hive mind. Yeah. All right. Um, this was apparently... Uh, is no official video for the song? Yep, okay. Uh, dig the song, though. All right. Next up, number 55, Express Yourself. From Madonna. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting song. It's a more interesting video than a song. I like watching the video, um, but song. It's a, I don't know, it's a kind of a, it's a catchy tune. I mean, it's I don't. We'll we'll be talking about it later. We will definitely be talking about it later. I will say, just in terms of this song itself, I love the piano, like yeah. that real jazzy piano. Yeah. Uh, Chris writes a song from the summer of '89. In my opinion, as a fan of Top Forty Radio back then, one of the best summers uh, for pop music, at least for the '80s. Uh, I absolutely love this song and don't know why it wasn't higher on Billboard's Top 100 list, which we'll talk about, uh, since this song, it was everywhere that summer. Okay, next on random.org, number 85, which is I Remember Holding You by Boys Club.
Nope. I've never yep. heard of a band. Head shaking here, Chris. This is one of those songs that you haven't heard since it was first released. Yeah. And you go, oh yeah, I remember that song. And then you say, eh, it reminds me of a song you'd hear on the 80s soap opera. <laughs> and then, his final number is number 74, which is Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. And I'm sorry, Chris, this was released in 87. That's right. Charted in 88. I, it must have been a lingering thing on there, which is why it's so low on there. But I got to disqualify that one, Chris. So I'm not playing the song, but Chris does write this is one of the best openings uh, to a rock song ever. As always, I remember the song um, being what the Steiner Brothers used as their entrance music when they first debuted in the NWA. Yeah, I've been caught. Always comes back to Southern wrestling. I've been I've been caught on the. Um, it was released in a different year, and then it charted went on the ch- chart in '89. So I checked. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I saw what you did years. with your list. Everybody submitted their um, their favorite songs to me. Catherine was the one who did the extra work, so I wouldn't have to research when it charted. <laughs> well, it was in the, the the list that I was on that day. Actually, told you the month and year, so I didn't have to do the you know the in the list where I was going. What songs came out? It, yep. was, it was all the information was right there, and there was a it was all part of a playlist that I could skip through and be like, nope, don't remember that one, don't care. Nope, yep, yep that's a good one. What year did that come out? <laughs> That's a good way of doing it. I actually just use Wikipedia, and I'm like looking at yeah. notable, notable, uh, yeah. notable, 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 yep. notable. Yep. Yeah. No, I saw. I, there was a. Yeah, there was a page that was like U.S. and U.K. Yeah. Chart toppers, and it was just a like a hundred song playlist that you could just skip along. Yep. It worked. So, um, so as as usual, we're going to be uh, covering the Billboard Hot 100 number one songs. However. For 1989, there, I think, are like three songs that lasted more than two weeks of the charts, Um, one song that lasted more than three weeks on the charts, and a whole bunch of one-week songs. If I were to do edited, if I were to do drops for each and every one of these, the part one of this show would go three hours. We don't want to do that, because your commute's really not that long, is it? (laughs) Um, Yeah, no. So, what we're going to do is, I'm going to list them out. If you got something to say, say it. All right. Starting with one one week at number one, every rose has its thorn by poison. We discussed <laughs> this one last year because this closed out the this year. This closed out the year. Yeah. yeah, this is one of my favorite songs by Poison. Yeah, it's it's a good song. It's it's such a prom song though. It is. All right. <laughs> my, my, my everlasting impression of um, of this song is that Dave Chappelle's. Yep, yeah, I was oh, yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know this song? I was raised in the suburbs. <laughs> Actually, it's funny because um, back on my Cape Cod days, uh, Steve at Cape Cod and I were trying to write a sketch comedy show, and we actually had this uh, character, which I believe was called Sad Nerd Girl. (laughs) You were writing something about me? Yeah. (laughs) She was inspired by this girl I saw on a... um, I'm like some kind of like MTV or VH1 game show where they asked her what the most romantic line in a movie was, and she was like, it's from The Empire Strikes Back, I love you, I know. And I'm like, oh my god, I could build a character out of this. <laughs> and I told Steve about it, he was like, oh my god, what, what do you do? Well, she just is trying so hard to keep her nerd boyfriend that she keeps throwing ridiculous, out of context nerd lines out, and then when he finally leaves... She starts singing Every Rose Has Its Thorn and then everybody that, that's involved with the sketch comes back in and all starts singing it. Letters and all. <laughs> <laughs> all 
All right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go sketch comedy. I'd do that like a full series. She's just one of the side characters. Yeah, no, that's a, that, that's a five minute five minute every five yeah, weeks type of thing. Know. All right, number one, for one week at number one, uh, Bobby B. Negative. Talking about this one last. We time. talked about this the whole album last week. In fact, I dropped this song for that. Yeah. Again, you want to talk about isolated instruments that just sound awesome in a song? It's the saxophone in my oh. prerogative. Oh, I love I love a good eighty sax. This is like the start of the sexy new- sax, baby. Yeah. yeah, this is like the start of New Jack's swing, and it's like when it's still kind of good and not like doesn't have its head up its ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's why their hair was always done on an angle because it fits <laughs> up there a lot easier. This song had, did have a good baseline, though. It did. All right, two weeks at number one. Phil Collins, Two Hearts. I don't know this song. Oh, God. I'm sure if I listened to it, I'd remember it. Beating in just one mind. It's one of Phil, uh, yeah. Phil Collins' doo-wop songs from Still Buster. Really <laughs> he did. It, this was like the follow-up to Groovy Kind of Love, which was also from Buster. I vaguely remember that one, yeah. Yeah, Beating in just one mind. Um, yeah. I like doo-wop. I... Really think doo is one of the worst forms of music in the history of rock and roll. Well, I learned how to Lindy Hop, so anything okay. I can Lindy Hop to, I'm happy. There you go. <laughs> but it's just like, if, it's, if it's got an eight count beat, like this well song is watch just like Chains. You know, it's just one of these things where Phil thinks he's being clever, I and not. it's just being. You know what? It's like you know, it's like the Simber, the Sopranos or the God, the the the, the uh, Corleones. It they insist on itself. itself. God damn it! Yep. <laughs> All right, number one for one week. Sheriff, when I'm with you, like fuck a sheriff, baby. Oh God, I actually listened to the song this morning, and my wife looked up from her tea the same way that my cat does when I disturb them when they're sleeping. I, I really like this song. Oh God, this is oh, this Mike. is dime a dozen top forty just get it out there and call yourself a one hit wonder stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't even. These are just words to me, because I don't know who Sheriff is. I've never heard this. I can't remember this the, song. These are a bunch of consonants and vowels that are all strung together in a way that you sounds know, like words. It may be because English is my second language. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This, this one is in just an 80s power ballad. It is. It's exactly what it is. It was somebody's prom but it, song. But it's yes. not quality 80s prom oh, okay. disagree. Okay. All I'm going to say is that some teenage dirtbag got laid for the first time to this song. Oh, well, yeah. They, they needn't be a dirtbag. They may have been a very nice person. Did you lose your virginity to this song? I did not. Okay, <laughs> Alright! Mullets are flying, baby! <laughs> And I don't know what I'm doing. All right. <laughs> Number one for three weeks. Good song. Yeah, actually, not a bad song. Paul Abdul, straight up. Well, 
I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I love this album. The, the entire Paul Abdul album, which came out uh, the pre the previous year, which was on my list. Yes. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I will not deny that I had. I will not deny not, nor confirm that I had a huge crush on Paul Abdul. Oh, yeah. I, I will admit I had a cru- huge crush on Paul Abdul. Well, not not so much nowadays. Now she's not just, it, yeah, nowadays. Now she's just, well, I always loved Joel McHale's impression of her during um, when she was doing uh, American Idol, where he would just like have a bunch of pills and like they'd all miss her mouth as he, she's like trying to give uh, advice. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you met the drama teacher after Mrs. Emerson. No, I didn't. He taught Paula Abdul before he came out to acting. Really? Yep. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, he had some he had some high school stories about her. <laughs> All right. Number one for three weeks. The woman that Steve uh, writes as being the only woman I ever found moderately attractive in 80s shoulder pads, Debbie Gibson, and Lost in Your Eyes. I I vaguely remember I this vaguely song. I vaguely remember this song. It, yeah. it, it's one of those slow, that's just like snoozy songs, isn't it? The majority of this list, Mike, are slow, snoozy songs. Oh, okay. Do you have any memory of this one? No, I, I, again, most barely, of these songs I would have barely, to listen to right. them. Um, I know, you know, I, I see the title, and it comes back to me. I don't remember if this was on the Electric Youth album that was being sold in tandem with that uh, awful perfume that she had. Uh, <laughs> At least that Kmart yeah. perfume. Was this the one that she did in the mall? No, no that, that was, was Tiffany. Tiffany. Tiffany was oh, the mall okay. one. Okay, sorry. I, yeah. I, I, I get those two confused. With the offset nipple. Yeah. Uh, well, if you... If you <laughs> if you saw them in yeah. that's a callback well, a, alligator yeah. versus snakes or some kind yeah. some, oh, yeah. some sci-fi channel movie where where uh, Debbie make a, gri- and make a grizzly at. bear versus carnotaur <laughs> and you, you can tell you can tell they're different because because Tiffany Tiffany is pleasingly plump she's not she's not huge she's pleasingly plump yeah and, and she's voluptuous and Debbie yeah and Debbie <laughs> Gibson Debbie Gibson um, if you turn her sideways and she sticks her tongue out she looks like a zipper <laughs> Yeah, one was blonde, one was a redhead. I, yeah, Tiffany that's exactly that. Tiffany's the redhead. And, yep. uh, and that's pretty much the only difference between the two, really. All right. One week at number one. Um, Mike plus the mechanics with the living years. <laughs> I, I know one of their songs, and this is not it. Re- this really? is the one you don't this know? Is, this is the one you don't know? This is like their big one of their biggest this, hits? I no, this, this is this. Oh, oh, yes, it yes, is. It is. This say it loud. Say it loud. Say it clear. Really? Oh, oh say it clear. Yeah, okay. I don't. I, I, I don't know if this is the first pop song to like employ the um, employ the choir to go along with it. That wasn't a Whitney Houston song. It's funny because when I, when I saw the list and I saw the I song on the so. list. I've always thought this, for some reason, because Mike and the Mechanics was big in the early 80s. They were in the mid-80s. So, mid-80s. 86, like 84. All I Need is a Miracle was right. their big that, that, hit. Yeah, that's, that's, one. The, that's the song I But know. yeah, I'm with you. I thought this song came out in 86. Right, I was like, 89, wow. God damn it. I was a junior in high school when this song charted. All right. Number one for one week. I'm shocked it was only one week. Um, the Bangles, Eternal Flame. Another prom. Staple that yeah. we talked about this album last up. year. Yeah, this song is what broke up the Bangles, though. Yeah, there yeah, is they, no disputing that. They, they got away from being anything like a rock band, right? And because this, this was the song that just started them on the down, the downward track. To they brought gone. strings into the the uh, the arrangements, and it was all Susanna all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All Not right. A bad song though. 
Not a bad song. It's an okay song. I mean, it's a competent, it's a competent pop song yeah. made yep. by a band that put out better work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's a good torch song. Yes. Yeah. All right. No, uh, one week at number one, uh, ABBA 2.0, otherwise known as Roxette with The Look. I love Roxette. I remember hearing them being interviewed on MTV when this song came out. They were learning English phonetically as it was happening. <laughs> as the interview was happening. As the interview was happening, like, I, um, your, your English so difficult with the double O. I mean, honestly, this would be hilarious if it was the look, but there were the lines through the O's. The look. <laughs> Tell me that's how it should have been. Throw in a couple of umlauts, you'd be all set. Um, I think they had another song in here, which is yeah, yeah the, the which is better. I, I like them both, honestly. Right. Uh, actually, there, there's a song on there's a song of theirs that is not on this list. That I love more than both of them. Oh, there's one that came out the year ne- the next year. Yeah, that's better. But I mean, the thing with this song is that this is your this is your introduction to the band song because it was all about the look back in '89. Because you know, look. We're still wearing our pastel uh, sport coats. Speak for yourself, Kimosabi. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. You guys went to high school with me. You know what I look like. My <laughs> God, I'm amazed I didn't kick my own ass. Um, <laughs> nice mullet. Yeah, exactly. Hey, one side was shaved. That was pretty awesome. I've seen pictures. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I got the no, we, no, we we lived it. Yeah. <laughs> you can only experience it. Okay. And in 89, we were heading towards the painting uh, or taking a... Uh, Concert T-shirts and stick, stitching it to the back of your denim jacket. I actually had mine painted on. It was awesome. Ooh. I still have that jacket in the back room somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one week at number one again. Shocked. This was only a number one, one for one week. Fine young cannibals, but she drives me I, crazy. I enjoyed the song. I. It's not my favorite. It's not my favorite fine young cannibals song. I prefer, it's not mine either. I prefer suspicious minds better. Yep. But this is this. I mean, this is a good introduction to the band. Right. Actually, yeah. there's a song um, that they came out with before this. Um, I don't remember. It was, uh, Would you please come home? Yes, drummer. Um, but and I didn't like the song at the time. You go back and you listen to it. This it grows, is it grows on you, huh? It, it grows, does it grow, grow on you. On the, you. The, the the guitar on this, um, even Roland gives voice. Well, he's got such a unique voice. It's like this falsetto that he's like. The, 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 it's like a mouthful of marbles that's also falsetto. Yeah, and it's weird because he was obviously the front man of this band. The the the, the guitar and the bass player were from the band English Beat, mm-hmm. so they. I was used to seeing them doing doing that. Um, and it, you know, you see them in the video though; they're just like so disinterested. Like, mm-hmm, it's just yeah. him. It's just him. Uh, Steve actually writes Anybody else remember Roland Gift for more than his uh, role As Xavier St. Cloud on the Highlander TV series more than Oh that's Young right Campbell's. No just me I nerd so hard it hurts No he's right yeah. He mentions it because I love the Highlander TV show There was supposed to be only one I'm trying to remember which character that was Connor It was Connor McLeod 
Oh. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, oh, Colin was from the movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I do I do love this song, though. It's a uh, good song. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, a very good song. good song. But you're right, I'm surprised it was only one week. Yep. All right, well, three weeks at number one. And one we might be able to park on here. Um, oh, my God, this was so controversial yep. when it came out. Oh, yeah. uh, Not so much the song, but the, the video. The video, yeah. Steve yeah. writes, here's to you, Madonna. You can even make religion sexy. Three weeks at number one, like a prayer. Because she's dry, hump, almost dry humping a statue. A statue of, Jesus. of Black Jesus. Yeah. It's Black life. Jesus. <clears throat> he comes to life, though. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, what were we? What show were we doing? This? Oh, this was Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes, that was. The I sum- distinctly yep. remember this being a dressing room proscenium circus song because <laughs> all the fabulous gay boys got the album. Yep. So we yep. all listened to it a lot. Yep. <laughs> Dan Blazy. Oh my and, god! Uh, yeah. yeah, it was just there's so many guys. It was like, oh, we're listening to Madonna again. Okay, okay. <laughs> but this song really, did, this is another one that grows on you, but quicker, I think, than uh, she drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. I like how like it's, it's just it starts like slow and very orchestral, and then it gets that that downbeat going. Right, and it, it, I think it does a good job incorporating the choir. Yeah, and every little piece of it, and then with everything else. Now, Catherine, you're going to talk about the album. On uh, side two of our podcast, but what what do you have to say about like a prayer? Um, yeah, it's it's it was definitely you know the, the controversial video and and all that kind of stuff. And you had mentioned you know getting a choir in. Yep. Yep. Well, there's a big one. Here's a big one. Yep. It is interesting though because like in the video, the head of the choir is like literally pushing her down to like make her repent. Yeah. And then she lost the Pepsi ad. <laughs> Maybe it's because of the burning crosses. I I don't know. <laughs> a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. Yeah, exactly. Phrasing, Madonna, phrasing. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, the, the thing is, I mean, this was, along with the album just kind of establishes Madonna as the queen. It's like I don't yeah. care. She's like I don't give a shit. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm going to make whatever I make it. Yeah, if she you don't was, like it. She was pushing. She was getting into her pushing the envelope. Yeah, really embracing being that that was going to be her thing. Right. Well, if you were and married to Sean, uh, Sean, Sean Penn. Oh, Sean that's Penn. right. They were Sean. Yeah, she was married to Sean Penn at the time where they were flipping off the uh, helicopters. Right. This is honestly like the last album um, before Express, not Express Yourself, uh, Ray of Light. Right. Like there was that gap where she had like lost all artistic credibility yep. because essentially she was trying to be an attention hound. Yeah. 
um, you know, starting with Vogue. Yep. This album. Well, well, we're going to talk about an album oh, first yeah. next year that I like a lot. Okay. Um, so we'll say that for later then. Uh, song by the English Beat, by the way. Save it for later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shocking that Andy would know that. Yeah, right off the top hey. of his head. Yeah, right off the top of my head. I suck. Um, <laughs> all right, well, week, I'm going to have to kick your ass. One week at number one, these five words I'll say to you. When you breathe, I want to be the air for you. Oh, bon Jovi's I'll Be There For You. Yeah. Um, how many dudes do you think stole this these lyrics and tried to use them as poetry that they wrote for themselves? 90%. Probably. <laughs> Far too many. Guys, second base isn't worth it. <laughs> you only say that because you've been there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're, when now, you're in high, yeah. when high 15, school... When I'm 15 years old, yeah, exactly. it's everything. Yep. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're saying it's not worth it. That's, that's from where you are now. Right, exactly. 14-year-old you, ask him what he thinks. Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, man. Those denim skirts. Not that, not that I was ever like that. I was a perfect gentleman. Yes, no, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was not. Um, <laughs> wow, Andy. Oh. <laughs> Spoiler alert, side two. You guys are going to get a very interesting factoid about Andy. And if that doesn't make you want to listen to the next episode. <laughs> hey, I can remember something one of your girlfriend said about you. We'll get to that later then. <laughs> Please. Did she still talk about me? <laughs> oh, I don't know her. I don't know her anymore, but there was a comment she made one time. <laughs> Probably. Oh, okay. Oh, we actually got some stuff. Yeah. Days of our lives okay. back in Boxborough. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. All right. So, anyway, what is next on our list here? I've already lost Forever that. Your Girl. Oh, good Lord. Two weeks at number one, Forever Your Girl by Paula Abdul. I like this song. I actually, this is like one of my guilty pleasure songs. Out of the ones we're going to be talking about today, not one of my favorite. Like, I'll, I'll admit, out of all the songs on that album, this is probably... I mean, I like the song. It's not, not my favorite on the album, but yep. it's not bad. All right. Um, She was singing it to Emilio Estevez. Of course she was. <laughs> no, she was singing it to me, damn it. <laughs> all right. You know Emilio, I'm sorry. <laughs> one week at number one. Michael Damien's Rock On! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. I no. don't know that fucking name it is. I, I, I vaguely know. It's, it's not a bad song. Just... I remember this song was kind of like the featured single on the Dream a Little Dream soundtrack. Yeah. Which was, um, starred uh, Meredith Salinger. Yeah. And the Corys. But more importantly, yeah, Meredith yeah. Salinger. Patton Oswalt <laughs> did a bit about Michael Damien, about, like, some chick, like, Watching Michael Damien at the county fair, and then she gave him a blowjob behind the tilt world. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's kind of kismet that he ended up marrying Mary Salinger. <laughs> They're so adorable on Twitter. Um, they are. Yeah. Funny. All right. If there's any song on this list that I am stymied for how little time it's spent at number one on this yeah. list. Considering what a tearjerker it is for girls from that era. One Given week. how much it got played on the radio. Oh, yeah. One week at number one, oh. Bette Midler's Wind Beneath My Wings. Oh, talk uh. about maudlin. Yeah. I've, I've heard there's another version of the song that's not quite as painful, but boy. Oh, yeah, it, 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 it I'm would have still... To. It got played like you, you'd hear it like every day on the radio, and I'm still sick of it. Oh, and I like beaches. Oh, and 
You know, I've never seen this movie. You knew, you knew when some chick was going through some shit when she was listening to that song. It's like, oh god, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to hear a grunge version of this song. <laughs> By who? Disturbed? Ooh, <laughs> up and coming cover bands. There you go. <laughs> Steal our ideas and get I'd like to be Weezer. You know, you guys can all fuck off with Weezer. <laughs> I like Weezer. I like Weezer too. I don't get all the hate. There is no hate. There is love Weezer. Hate. Not with you. Not with you. I'm talking about in general. The public. The public. The public is stupid. There you go. All right. One week at number one. <laughs> I'll be loving you. Parentheses forever. And parentheses by New Kids on the Block. Oh, the falsetto of this song. Yeah, Mike's you're laughing. You're right. You're right. Mike's laughing. Mike's laughing because he talked about hanging tough last year. Hanging tough. I just brought it up because it was an important album. All right, I didn't right. say it was a good album. I did own this tape. I, I, everyone owned. On everybody purpose. owned it. Well, I everyone did. over. Uh, yeah, everyone over this, a certain age. Yeah, I was like seventeen. I wasn't gonna. Own it. Uh, actually, Ooh, everyone under a certain age owned this one. I think. Yeah, th- th- this must have been the first. This might have been the year that our bus driver got a radio on the bus. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. You guys had radios on your bus? Yeah. Yeah. I had a radio in the car, but then again, I was well, driving then, so... Fuck our... you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're older than us. Yeah. Our bus driver was, you know, bus 10. She was... Cool. I was bus 2. She, oh. Yeah, my bus had a radio. Yeah, I was on, I was on bus 10 in my bus. But she listens to ZLX all the time. Out so. of all the songs on this album, I'm not a big fan of this one. Uh, nor should you be. The falsetto on the song is ridiculous. Yeah, no. I, I much prefer the one coming up later. All right. Well, then we must speed up then. One week at number one, Satisfied by Richard Marks. Any song by Richard Marks, I will enjoy. Um, I won't give up until I'm satisfied. <laughs> Wow! Oh, that's... Talk about being a selfish lover. All right, yeah, so that just got scary. <laughs> Till I'm raw, man. Till I'm raw. It's all about me, man. It's all about me. Till it hurts when I pee. <laughs> <laughs> you know there are things you can use to prevent that. <laughs> I know. All right. <laughs> How do you know he's not eating a big nice piece of cake? Oh yeah, yeah. He won't give up until he's satisfied, man. How many people have eaten cake and been like, I am satisfied? <laughs> right here. Right here. Yes, all the sheep cake you want. <laughs> all right. Oh, good Lord. I love my trip. All right. One week at number one. Baby Don't Lose My Number by Millie Vanilli. Oh, oh wait a second. Now, Steve oh, Lowe, by the way, I'm not going after Millie Vanilli. Some uh, fruit hangs too low even for me. Wow, Steve. I, uh, yeah, this was one of the videos that came up, and I was like, I was so... Well, no, my, my, my question is, how long did they survive after this came out before... A year. Really? A that year? Long? Oh, about a year and a half. Uh, oh, yeah, they were around a year, year and a half. before it came out that yeah. they were lip syncing. It was late 90 when it was revealed that they had... Um, that right, because it, it was around the Grammys, wasn't it? Like, around the time of the no, Grammys? No, no, it was after the Grammys. It was actually fairly late after the Grammys. Uh, yeah, I, I want to say it was like October, November wow. of 90 when they got busted they for lasted, it. They lasted that long. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. they were around for a longer than you remember. Like, at the time, it felt like a long time. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't really... I never... And this is as someone who, you know, wasn't a pop music fan at the time, but I still never got this appeal. I never got... They weren't really all that good of songs. No. I mean, no, I, 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 I like the most. I think I can remember about Millie Vanilli is from I love the I love the eighties, nineteen eighty nine. And one of the, the talking heads said, like, "I remember thinking, wow, Millie Vanilli sucks." And it turns out, I didn't think Millie Vanilli sucks. I thought the uh, the actual singers sucked. 
They were just pretending to suck. Yeah. <laughs> there was not too long after, within a few years after it was revealed that they were lip syncing yeah. the whole thing. They actually did a commercial making fun of that. Right. Of course they did. Which was hilarious. Like, there was a commercial for, I don't remember what product, like Coke or something. <laughs> and there was a series of products of, this is fake, this is real. Yeah. And and Millie Vanilli were in that commercial, and they kind of shrug, and I'm like, that's hilarious. Their behind the music is one of the saddest fucking things that I've it ever seen in my so life. Oh. Because it was aired after Rob Pilatus killed himself. Yeah. So, oh. Fab Morvan, the other guy... I mean, it was sad. First of all, it was sad because Fab, it was Fab and Rob, um, really kind of was like he took responsibility. Yeah. Right, everything is like, listen, this was not what we wanted. We thought we were going to be singing our own songs, but it didn't yeah. happen that way. And I'm really, I feel terrible. I really, we wanted right. to put out an album of our own, and no one would hear hear about it. Rob, on the other hand, was like, man, we were the biggest stars in the world. Like, oh, stop it! No, no, yeah. stop it! Stop it! <laughs> All right. So, one week at number one. Back to FYC. Uh, good thing. It's a good thing. It is a good song. I, I love this. This is a fun car song. Crazy, but that's it. Yeah. Oh too. man. You know why? It's because of an album we're going to talk about later. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I didn't write how many weeks this was at number one. I'm assuming one week because fuck simply red. Um, <laughs> if you don't know do you me want by to, now, do you want to explore these feelings? Andy? Oh my god. <laughs> Between simply red and UB40, two <laughs> uncoolest British bands in history. I will never, never, never know. No, you won't. <laughs> um, it's just like gin. It's like ginger soul. Yeah. It's not. Oh God! <laughs> it's like you've got this fantastic backing band, and you just. Yep. Just. Wah, 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 yeah. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> wow! That's what I hear. Wow! That is uncanny, Catherine. It's like we're no, actually won't. at the concert. <laughs> That is uncanny. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Yeah. All right. Go forth, Emmy Nerdful. We'll talk to you later. All right. <laughs> so two weeks at number one. I I honestly seem to remember this song coming out later than this, but whatever. Uh, two weeks at number one. Martika with Toy Soldier. Wait, this I came like- out. In, wait, this came out in eighty nine. Yes. I thought it came out like 85, 86. I seem to remember this being like a 90, 91 song. So I might still oh. have this single tape. Oh my. The ca- single? The single. The, ca- the, ca- the ca- single? The single cassette, yeah. I owned wow. so many ca- singles back then. It, I did too. It's, it's a good song. No, I like this song. I like this song. I, like this song. I, just... I, I heard it at camp and I bought a copy because I liked it. Yeah. Oh, God. 
I don't remember much about the song, um, only that one of Jim's friends really loved Martika. I think she was a member of Kids Incorporated. Remember them? Wow. Uh, yeah. I vaguely remember them. Yeah, exactly. Her and uh, Fergie. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on. One week at number one. Yeah. Possibly the most ridiculous thing Prince ever did. Bell dance. God. I made my husband watch this video, and he's like, "What the? What the? What the? <laughs> what? Am, what am I watching? What, what is going? What? Why is there? Why? Why did? Why did Prince become Two Face? I don't understand what's going on." Joker. Jo- yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's he's half Batman, half Joker, so he's Two Face in addition to being half Batman, half Joker. It's right, exactly. Weird. And Two Face isn't even in this movie. It's just yeah, Black Harry Dent. Right. Um, yeah, this is one. This song, if you take this completely out of context, <laughs> just honestly sounds like a lazy cash grab. Yeah, because um, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? Oh God, <laughs> you know it's just. It's weird, like he was trying he's like trying to talk to the characters using their dialogue. Oh, yeah, god. yeah. And like Batman, Batman. Oh god. It is, yeah. it is really weird. Yeah. And it it's, just it's, it's a good thing pot's legal now in Massachusetts. Exactly. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> and this song is like super schizophrenic too. Like it actually takes bits and pieces from other songs on the Batman soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which Great article I found online once about what if the soundtrack to Prince's Batman was the actual story <laughs> for the 1989 Tim Burton Batman movie. Be a hell of a story. Holy bat shit, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Holy guano, Batman. And then Batman and Joker sit down and have pancakes. <sighs> okay, three weeks at number one. Richard Marks, right here waiting. Again. You can. Uh, Merchant Marks are fantastic songs. All of them. Again. Somebody dry humped to this song hard. They did. Yep. In somebody's basement. Yep. I didn't have a basement, so I can't say. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> okay. I love this song so much. Okay, number one, One Week, Cold Hearted by Paula Abdul. I remember watching some people at the at the senior talent show. My senior talent show. Your senior yes, talent show. Yes, I remember show. now. Yes, I remember. I remember. What, you know, some some girls did it. What we're saying is, some girls did a, a choreographed dance to this one. Yep. And it was also when uh, Andy was working his guitar and singing p- period. Yeah, exactly. Guitar guy at the party. <laughs> and hey, this was, and this was before Wonderwall. I took it. <laughs> Hey, I'll have you know, I took a, uh, a unicycle to the fucking groin at dress rehearsal. <laughs> that stupid show. 
explains a lot, actually. <laughs> Joe to calm down while I tell the story? I think we should put in information here. Yeah. Okay. Are no, you okay? No. Joe's turned purple, by the way. He's the same color as his jacket. Oh. Alright, so. No um, it's maroon. Maroon 5. I was. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Too soon. Um, so I am sitting on the auditorium floor, right in front of the stage. I'm tuning my guitar, and I'm waiting for my turn to go up and just do my dress rehearsal. Just go on. Play the song. Done. Um, that's also when they were doing the photographer came in to take pictures of every, all the acts. Someone was doing a thing with a unicycle. The photographer took a picture of him using flash photography. He got blinded. Went right off the stage. The The rider didn't get off the stage. The rider managed to just kind of walk off. But that left the unicycle coming straight towards the jewels. Um, I had, you know, and the sad thing was the only thing that entered my mind was save the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's expensive. Yeah. It was a hand-me-down, but still. All right. Before we kill Joe, which is kind of a common practice here. All right. Uh, one week at number one. New Kids on the Black. Blah. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> they were so not black. They were white. They were white. No. White 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 guys, white. you might say that they were rough. <laughs> um, <laughs> hanging tough. No. <laughs> They, none of them were hanging tough. No one, no, no, they were not. It's not a bad song, though. Uh, the 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 gym whistles might disagree with you on that one. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> all right. Out of all of their songs, though, this is, this one's not bad. It's good if you're sitting in the car just going, oh, exactly. Oh. Yeah, if you're in your car, this is so, this is a song you can go, you can like kind of jam out to. A when you're bit. hanging alone in your car in shame, yeah. Yep. <laughs> There's so many better songs to jam out to in your car. Okay. <laughs> but, if, but if it comes on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One week at number one, Gloria Estefan with Don't Want to Lose You, which really? it may as well just be a Miami Sound Machine song because yeah. at this point, I mean, I don't, mm. it didn't really matter anymore. Um, two weeks at number one, Millie Vanilli, Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You. Exactly. I, I know two of their songs, and this is not one of them. Yeah. All right, four weeks at number one. It took almost the end of the year to get a month of uh, number ones. Janet Jackson with Miss You Much from Rhythm Nation. What's the... 1818? Oh, God. I think it actually is 1818 because J is the 18th letter of the alphabet, right? I mean, it's not my favorite Jan Jackson song, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's alright. It's good. It's good. This is it's, the it's, album. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, this song doesn't help matters that it, she actually really cultivated a really interesting image with this album, mm-hmm. which we yeah. will talk about. Yeah. Um, but this song is still like she's still uh, Willis's girlfriend from Different Strokes. <laughs> <laughs> which took him a loose. Alright, number one, one week. Listen to Your Heart by Roxette. I like this song. Uh, yeah. I, I do too. This is my second favorite Roxette song. Okay. 
Besides the one that we'll talk about next year? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I hope we're talking about the same song. Pretty Woman? Not Dangerous. Okay, no, then we're not talking about the same song. Okay. Um, yeah, not, I mean, this is, a, this is, honestly, it's a better song because I think it's a good, it's a good ballad. Yeah. Um, it really stretches her, the, the woman singing. Yeah. Because the dude didn't really need to sing all that much. Oh, and when they did. He never really had to sing too much in any of the songs. Really. No. It, was, yeah. it was all her. <clears throat> all right. Number two. Uh, sorry, number one for two weeks from one of the um, 80s last super bands. This is, uh, this is like, this is like the, the swan song for hair metal. Is, yeah. Is for hair right. metal power ballad. Yeah. This, all right, so the band is Bad English, fronted by John Waite oh, from wow. Missing You fame. And um, Neil Schoen from Journey. <clears throat> uh, I always confuse them with uh, Damn Yankees. Yeah. Which yeah, was um, Tommy Shaw yep. and... Um, was it Tommy Shaw, uh, Rick Blades from Night Ranger, and some piece of shit draft-dodging uh, guy who shit himself during the Vietnam War. Wait, wait. Oh, I'm getting Nugent. word from the office. Yeah, it's uh, Ted Nugent. Um, <laughs> Asshole. But yeah, when I see you smile from Bad English... Sometimes I wanna give up, wanna give in, I wanna quit the fight, and then I see a baby, and everything's alright, everything's alright. When I see you smile, I can face the world. Like this song, I love this song. Yeah, this is this, a really good song. This is this is on this is on my my special romancy mix playlist on Spotify for me and my husband. Oh, oh, because well, he he likes when he makes me smile. Oh, oh, that's Aww. nice. I was deeply cynical at this point. Uh, no well, shit, um, Andy. Yeah, yeah. When, when did you get out of that? Never. Yeah. <laughs> Never. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got to say, like this is this is a song of mine currently a, a song I love now. Nice, yes, sir. That's oh, sweet. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not sure how I would have thought about it in my quasi goth eighty. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't remember what songs I love. Yeah, song. whatever. Prom queens. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two weeks at number one. Blame it on the rain. The song yeah, that killed them. Yeah. Huh? The song that killed them. Is this the one? This yeah. This was the one. Oh wow. Blame it on the. Blame it on the. Blame it. Oh on yes. The rain. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> This was the uh, MTV, the Club MTV tour, I think. Uh, yeah, the big live stage, yep. and the record player just started before, skipping. Before MP3s. Wait, and I, I guess, like, some, it was one of them, what they were doing was, the, mic, the, the mics were kind of turned down instead of off. Yeah. So, they were mouthing words, but in between, like, they didn't think anyone was going to hear them, and they were saying some nasty-ass shit. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, two weeks at number one. All right, now this one, you still can't escape to this day. Nope. Uh, Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. Joseph Stalin, Alan Cobb, Nasser, Rockefeller, Cap, 
I have this Kasingle also. I had this Kasingle as well. And not only that, but a friend of mine, um, her like a history teacher, gave her all of the lyrics, and they, you know, because they gave the class the lyrics, yeah. and their assignment was to learn well, those, those stu- you know, get get blurbs on every single thing. Well, it was mentioned. also kind of it was also kind of the challenge of learning what the lyrics were and being right. able to sing them. Yep. And put them into um, historical relevance. For, fortunately, I had a friend of mine that got handed the, the lyrics by her teacher. There you go. Because as before, like lyrics, you know, you couldn't just Google them. No, but sometimes you had the lyrics on. Yeah, you. Do well, you remember that when the cassettes used to have like the, the lyric, fold-out lyric yeah. thing and like the liner notes were like that thick? Yep. Oh, you mean like this? Yeah, oh, the Madonna ones. Yeah. Well, I didn't have a CD player back then. I still had cassettes. Yeah, I had cassettes too. But yeah, yeah I didn't get a CD player until '91. Yeah, I got one in 93, so I was still rocking no, cassettes for a very long time. Late 90. Um, yeah, this song is really just like, this is the last swan song of our parents' generation ran everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> because um, this is like the last, you know, like, hey, we're the 50s, great. All right. Finally, last song of the decade. <laughs> two weeks at number one, Another Day in Paradise by An- Phil Collins. Another, another, like, these two songs going together, and they're both. Very depressing Very cynical. social Very cynical. commentary yeah. songs. I don't really remember having any opinion about this song until my, it was my junior year of college. Um, I used to work at a I used to work at a club parking cars on Saturday night. So Sunday, I'd be I would essentially sleep till two in the afternoon. Right. One of my sweet mates was like woke me up at like nine in the morning because he thought he was the only one in the suite. And he's just wailing on this song. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> it will be considered a hate crime. Right now, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> uh, other than that, really no other yeah. opinion about this song. Actually, going back to William Street the Fire, is that the one with Leonard Bernstein? Le- no, that's uh, um, it's the end of the world as we know it. Okay. A better patter song, so... Yeah, I, I just those two kind of blend together. Yeah, sometimes they do. All right, now Mike, you said we had some Facebook feedback that I yes. totally missed. Okay. Yes. Uh, and there it is. Oh jeez, I had it and then it just went away on me. Give me a second. Talk talk amongst yourselves. Okay. All right. All right. Well, why don't we talk about some of our notable singles while Mike picks this up? Okay. These are just songs that didn't. Chart up as high as number one, but notable to ourselves. Um, so I'll get started with one that I just listened to again yesterday, and I just forgot how much I love the song. It's Nana Cherry's Buffalo Stance. This one, I do. This is actually a good song. This is a really good song because this is like my first introduction to like Euro house music, and I'm like, wow. I don't remember liking the song initially because, again, fuck you, world. Um, 
But when I went back and listened to it, like, just the, the backing tracks are really cool. Like, the Casio keyboard that sounds like an old video game sounds really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, I just really enjoyed this song. Um, so that's really all I have to say about it. It's just, this was a notable single, not one of my albums. I yes, Mike. It. I got it. Yeah. All right, found it. All right, so uh, uh, this is actually both from Jonna and her best friend, Christina. Uh-huh. Uh, Christina wrote, uh, My favorite year in high school, Great Times, Scale Song of the Year, Millie Vanilli, Girl You Know It's True. They didn't sing. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I love you. A uh, great year for music. The song that stuck up for me as as group was huge during that time was Guns N' Roses' Welcome to the Jungle. As we That's 87. Previous mentioned. Yep. Uh, then Jonna posted, uh, I still enjoy shares if I could turn back time. 88. Richard Marx's Right Here Waiting. 89. It, yeah, okay. Uh, Don Henley's The End of Innocence. Oh, God. Uh, like Ma- Madonna's, and Madonna's Cherish in Like a Prayer. The inclusion of a gospel choir sound really makes that that for me. Hmm. Bette Midler's Wind, Be- Wind Beneath My Wings was released and promptly became the schmaltz and that was most overplayed everywhere. Yep. Oh, and of course, The Little Mermaid was released that late that year, kicking off Disney's renaissance, and the Macon Ashman soundtrack really set the standard for Disney animated music, animated films as legit musicals. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, 89 yeah. well, was such a weird year, such a transitional year yeah. for right. music. I mean, we're, we're talking about the tail end of heavy metal, you know, hair metal. We're pre-grunge. Yep. Hip-hop was starting to make a, a real impact in the music scene. Yep. You know, it's just, it's just so, you know, mm. it's kind of hard to categorize. Yeah, it was, it was becoming more mainstream. Hip-hop was becoming more mainstream. Right. And yep. uh, Christina came back with uh, Living on a Prayer, which I'm assuming she means Like a Prayer. By Madonna. I would hope so. <laughs> and uh, The Living Years by Micah, Mecha- Micah Mechanics. Oh, jeez. Um, Steve also had a few singles he wanted to mention. As much as I love Youth Gone Wild, I can't help but wonder Skid Row appreciate the irony of their definitely corporate marketing team's vision of rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, weren't had an album before and after Cherry Pie? This has to be Wikipedia trolling. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't be the only one who was all surprised when my acoustic guitar purchase came with a contractual obligation to learn closer to fine. Also, the lyrics to Closer to Finder sound exactly like they were written by the navel-gazing asshole I was in college uh, as. And this is why I'm being a total lesbro. <laughs> uh, that might be about it before we... Oh, wait, no, yep. That's about it for now. Um, anybody else have a single they want to talk about? Oh, we got we got singles. We got mm-hmm. quite a few singles. Uh, Mike, don't. you don't. Yeah, Joe, Joe sat this one out. I wasn't a singles guy. I was more of an album. Yeah, I know. I was too. But there are certain certain songs I wanted to talk about that aren't going to appear in either side. Mike? Yeah, um, Liberian Girl by Michael Jackson. I do not know I don't this remember. Song. I do no, not no, remember no, this song. I don't remember this at all. Obviously from bad. Yes, yes. 
Um, but you know, it's a it's more of a gentle song. It's not like really high hip hop. So wait but, a second, a Michael Jackson song that did not chart at number one. Yeah. I know it's strange to think. Was it a single or was it a deep cut off the album? Uh, I think it was a single. Well, he made music vi- a music video for it. Okay. okay. What year did Bad come out? Legit. Year, uh, legit came out in uh, 87. Oh, okay. So it was still... It was still... Yeah, I mean... Well, it, was, it was like... You know what? It's like hysteria. hysteria right, was, I was going to say. It animal, was called... It was uh, called Rocket. Yeah. Rocket charted in 89. In 89. That's right. Yes. I mean, the, the big thing about <clears throat> this song, though, is the, about the music video... In the amount, the amount of stars that he got into this music video. Well, I mean, Michael fucking Jackson. It's not like he had to beg people. I, yeah, right. But, I mean, this is a massive, massive list. Uh, hold on, let me pull, pull this up here. Oh, dear. Beverly Johnson, Malcolm Jamal Warner, Sherman Helmsley, Bridget ne- Brigitte Nielsen, Paul Abdul, Carl Weathers, Whoopi Goldberg, Quincy Jones, Jackie Collins, Amy Irving... Jasmine Guy, Roseanne Arquette, Lou Diamond Phillips, Olivia Newton-John, John Travolta. How is this not a bigger song? Diane Cutcarroll, Vic Damone, Corey Feldman, Steven Spielberg, Debbie Gibson, Christ. Rick Schroeder, Blair Underwood, Willa Yankovic, Bubbles, Suzanne Summers, Lou Ferrigno, Don King, and Son, Mayan Biala, uh, Don Prince, Virginia Madsen, Don, David Copperfield, Billy D. Williams, Richard and Emily Dreyfus, Donnie, Danny Glover, Olivia Hussey, Dan Aykroyd, and Steve Gutenberg. Why don't you just stop at Sherman Helmsley? I mean, you got George <laughs> Jefferson. That's all you needed. All right. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. I'm shocked in chart higher. It's a good song. If you if you if you get the chance, look up the video. It's well, I don't, that's the thing. I'm, I'm trying. I can't even think of the song. I can't like. Right. All right. Oh, uh, Catherine. I've seen it, right. you I was going to go before. with "I Want It All" by Queen. Great song. I love this. this song. Great song. This is a great song. Yeah, this, this, this is from the game, right? Uh, Miracle, I think. Miracle, okay. This is a great song, and honestly, this is their swan song. Mm, the no. show must go on. show must go on is their swan song, right. But, oh my god, this song, you just you hear so, it, this, and yeah. you just you can't help but get pumped. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember I was I was giving the kids a primer on Queen uh, before uh, Autumn took Scarlet to go see We Will Rock You. The Queen musical, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I'm driving, and she's sitting in the back seat, like I want it all, and I want it, and I would like turn around and like give that hard point now. <laughs> and then she's she's like, keep your eyes on the road, Daddy. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do, child. Um, <laughs> I love this song, and I I've seen Bohemian Rhapsody, and it's like oh, they kind of stopped before they did this song. Well, yeah, yeah. they stopped at Live Aid, yeah, yeah, they stopped at Live Aid, which, by the way. He has he has thoughts. I have issues about the way they film Live Aid. Don't don't use the original live track of Freddie Mercury singing and then do close-ups of Rami Malek trying to mouth it. 
in front of what is supposed to be a concert audience. Right. It doesn't look right or real. Yeah, I just... Quick edits, long shots, and back shots. That's all you needed to do. Cut to the band, go back to those. Yeah. I, I, I promptly went home and watched the full Live Aid performance on high definition on YouTube. Which is way better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See, I prefer, I prefer Live at Wembley over Live Aid. Well, of course you do. No. It's Live Aid was that that was their defi- defining moment. We're not talking about that right now. We're talking about I want it all. <laughs> all right, I want it now, now. All right. Uh, next up on mine is XTC's "The Mayor of Simpleton." I like this. Song. I this love this. Such, I listened to this again yesterday. And I'm like, for a band that was so like political, and like, but this is so, so, yeah, but it's such a, like a poppy kind of. It's a poppy love song, yes. and it's like it makes sense because it's very um, articulate and intellectual mm-hmm. for a love song. Yes, you know, if you, you it's got you, it, it's got this like sweetness to it. That you, it's just like it's Beatle based pop. So it sound it's just you know it's very like this entire album um, oranges and lemons is just it's very much a Sgt. Pepper style album, um, but yeah it's just it's a sweet it like it really is a sweet song it doesn't sound like most alternative songs at the time it doesn't sound like Andy type songs right exactly <laughs> yeah I've never heard of anything any of the songs on your list okay well you'll be hearing about them soon all right yeah probably Mike what do you get next. Uh, Love Shack by the B-52s. I, oh, I paid my DJ not to play this, and they <laughs> did it anyway, the bastard. Uh, Love Shack. I just heard this in the grocery store this week. There was a B fifty two song to say. Okay, this is, this, you know this, everything you know about the B fifty twos leading up to this point. Fucking forget all this of is it. This, no, this is the song that will make you hate the B fifty twos because they got such heavy rotation on. I MTV. disagree. I wanted to um, hang myself after this. This is on F and X played this song so goddamn much. Right, and this. the thing, the cosmic thing, is not a half terrible album. There's some no. very good songs. No. Rome is a good song. No, you're right. Yeah. But this is the this is their most kind of commercial song, right? And just yeah. got so much airplay. You're like, oh, it, it's it's not. like Shiny Happy People for REM. Yeah, like REM fans hate that fucking song. I hate that song. I do not like that song at all. 
I was a B fifty two song uh, fan, you know, with Rock Lobster, yeah. you know, Party Out of Bounds, all that yep. stuff, like the surf rock, like the Atlanta surf rock. Then this came out. Yep. Because Tin Roof busted, rusted. rusted. But there's there's a your what? There was there okay. was there was a house on one seventeen that had a sign up that said the Love Shack in front of it for about a year. Oh, oh God, I remember. You remember oh, that house? I remember. Oh my God! That white rickety oh, house in just oh, over the line in Sudbury. Was there free candy in there? Oh, it might have well been. Maybe. Oh. I don't know. You oh. drove past it on the way to Nine Acre Corner. You just kind of oh. groan. You're like, oh, oh boo. Yeah. I, well, I, I just sat there like, I wonder if that's the, the house that the song is written about. Because that was a dope. <laughs> I do love this song, though. All right, I, Catherine. I it. What's up on yours? All right. Next, I don't know if we're going to talk about this more later. We're not. This okay. is not on my album. Okay, Personal Jesus by Depeche Mode. Not a bad song. Not a bad song. I thought yeah. it was Personal Jesus. country you're singing okay. in there. Um, <laughs> the drum. Like, yep. just the drum chorus of this song. I love that. I, yeah. This yeah. is one, though, it took me a little while to get used to because most of my experience with um, Pesh Mode is all synth. Okay. And this is very much, I mean, this is, you know, like I said, it's the video, a drum and, the, and, the and a guitar. For, and the video for this is, whoo, yeah. It is out there. Violator's an interesting album. This isn't even the best song on the album. Yeah, but this is the one that Marilyn Manson covered. That's true. I, I still think uh, Enjoy the Silence is a better song because it covers well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, there yeah. are so many new metal bands that have done it. We talked about this over the summer. Yeah. That Lakuta Coil does a great cover of this song. Yep. But, yeah, Personal Jesus is just... It's just great because it was, it was also... This was their breakout. This was like their big, 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 big breakout. Right. Well, so. the, the goth scene was getting ramped up, too, in addition to the grunge scene. Right. And these guys were, like, comfortably in the middle. They're just going to be an alt band. Yep. Yeah. And, it, you know, it worked for them. They, they managed to squeak in there with R.E.M. and a couple of other bands. Like, okay, we're here. Okay. Next up on mine. Soul Asylum, Sometime to Return.
which is one of those songs that I've never listened to this whole album. I, I got this on like an eight, like an eighties alt compilation. Okay. And I really loved it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about it. It's shocking. Yeah, I'm I know. Sh- I know. Well, considering that, like, I'm shocked and chagrined. Because <laughs> their their actual their big hit album was the one with um, Runaway Train. Yes. Which is a fucking lousy song. Um, but they had uh, somebody shove on the next on their next album, which is a good song. So when these guys these guys are like the Goo Goo Dolls. Like, their hardcore stuff, like, their hard stuff is awesome, and their wimpy the, shit is the wimpy shit. Well, the, the, the wimpy shit is the stuff that makes them famous. Though. Exactly. Exactly. Mike? Uh, yep. Um, On Our Own by Bobby B. Ooh. Bobby B. From Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2. 2. Yes. It's no Ghostbusters. Too hot to handle. Too cold to hold. We're the Ghostbusters and they can't be controlled. It's no Ghostbusters song, but it's it's not a bad song. No. I, I mean, it, it, like the movie itself, it's no Ghostbusters, but it's still kind of fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Incels, you won. And, and, the, uh, <laughs> and the music video might have a future president in it. Fuck off! Fuck off! <laughs> fuck off! Oh, fuck off! I don't know how they got they got Obama in there, but fuck off. <laughs> All right, Catherine. Uh, let's go with "Poison" by Alice Cooper. Ooh, I love this song. At this point in Alice song. Cooper's career, it was like so hit or miss that the hits just shine. Yeah, they just shine yeah. so much. This is a this is a fun one, and this is also he was trying to get into. Was this from a um a movie? I don't like one of those yeah. shitty late eighties. Uh, I don't know. There movies? was there was a video that I was watching on that, right. that list I saw. 
I don't remember if it was. He did a, a song for a movie that came out around this time. You know, like those super disposable 80s yeah. slasher flicks? Like Phantasm or something? No, it wasn't Phantasm. It was... Maybe it was Shocker? Or something like, yeah. Mike's looking it up. Yeah, I got it here. Uh, I think he had done a movie called Trigger. It's uh, released as a worldwide single in late 1989 from Cooper's 18th album. Okay. So. Yeah, I don't see. I don't, I, it was used, a modified version of the song was used, featuring a February 2011 television ad campaign for the Volkswagen Passat. Well, that's a ringing endorsement. No shit, really. Yeah. So, it's also downloadable content for Rock Band. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Oh, no. Good song. Yeah, it's a great song. It's... All right. It might be my favorite Alice Cooper song. Hmm. That's not a bad choice. No. Especially for that, that era... When he, again, he was hit or miss. You, you, yeah. Yeah, you never know what you were going to get with Alice Cooper at the time. All right, last song on my singles list here is Sowing the Seeds of Love by Tears for Fears. This is my favorite Tears for Fears song. I adored songs I, from the Big Chair. I love this. And song. this album, I ran out day one and I bought this album. And this is the only song I really liked out of it. No, this is my favorite Tears. Because I mean, it's it's very Beatlesy. Oh, it it's is so Sergeant Peppery. But one well, thing is, I'm not into that genre of music in the same way you are. So for right. me, this is like the most digestible of the Tears <laughs> Tear songs. But no, I, I, but I actually enjoy it as right. a, as a song. It's, I, I really like. It. I, I, mean, I, I sing along with it and everything else when it comes on. So, and it's one of those songs too. You know that they have like a like a, an army of producers working on this right. thing. It just is for Tears for Fears. It's a super overproduced song. It's yeah, very very polished. So, all right, Mike. Yes, you got one more on your list. Yep. The Best by Tina Turner. No!
Um, which showed up on so many car commercials. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think HBO used it for a while for yep. their, th- their, their, like, their channel lineup. When you go for the just straight Tina Turner version, it's hard to go wrong with Tina Turner. No, it's a very good song. Yeah. And honestly, it's like... This is the her last big... Like, I, I don't count the song from What's Love Got to Do With It, the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cry no more. Yeah. This is this is truly... This is her swan song for, like, big hits. Yeah, and really honestly, because, yeah. it's the crowning achievement. Because really, after this, she really kind of... I don't say disappeared. She could have just gone... I mean, honestly, she's probably torn on a best of, you right. know? You know, she could just do she the catalog yeah, tour. She doesn't need to. No, yeah. she doesn't need to. She she's got a lot of great songs, and this was one of her. She also didn't owe Mike any money, so uh, <laughs> come on, SMA. All right, Catherine, what do you got? All right, uh, this is a little bit different. This is "Black Velvet" by Alana Miles. This has got a killer bass line. Yeah. And that's all I remember from the song. And this was one of those ones you could escape in... I remember this being a big hit in 90. Okay. I remember. But it was yeah, like... Yeah, it came out, it came out in December, so... Oh, yeah. And she was dating uh, Robert uh, Plant at the time. Oh, God. So, yeah. And you got one more. Yeah, well, I thought we were supposed to get five, so I was I was all right. around. Yeah, go ahead. But it, yeah, I also had Downtown Train by Rod Stewart. Okay. Which is, it's notable. It's not necessarily one of my favorites, but I, right. I won't turn it off when it comes on the radio. I know your window, and I know it's late. I know your stairs and your doorway. I'll walk down your street and past your gate. I stand by the light up before it. Watch them as they fall. They stay at the carnival, but they'll never win you back. Will I see you tonight? What a downtown train. Every night, every night is just the same. You leave me lonely. Will I see you tonight? What a downtown train. Again, this is one of those it's the, Rod Stewart it. things that eventually just led him to the great American songbook. Well, you know the less said about that, the better. Yeah. 
it's it's kind of funny, and, I, and I'll mention this when I talk about my albums, but it's like this this was like Rod Stewart trying to hang on to like the class classic rock renaissance of the '89. Right. Yeah. Um. Because after this, it's this and Forever Young. Right. Yeah. Oh God. How many girls dance with their dads at their wedding to oh, God. Fucking Forever oh. Young? We were not one of them. Speaking of, speaking of which, I'm stealing one of Catherine's honorable mentions. Okay. Oh, Angel good. Eyes by the Jeff Hilly Band. Oh, God. Again. A prom, a prom staple. Prom staple, rub your groins together, kids, because you're really not going to get any, but you might as well ruin that rented yep. tux. Uh, because I went I went to the 1990 prom, and this was uh, this was played. Who did you go with? Dawn. Okay. Dawn Plant. All right. All right. I kept my hands off her. No, Good. <laughs> I don't even remember who she is, but she, she, was, in, she was in my class. In oh, that's okay. that's why she's one of my Facebook friends. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I can imagine this being like this is kind of like a this is a good like makeout song. Um, <laughs> a gentleman doesn't tell, and yes, and I'm no uh, gentleman. <laughs> Catherine, did you, you got one more song on here. You just want to kick it real quick before we oh, yeah, uh, sign the, off on part one? The, the, the one more one more single was 18 in Life by oh, Skid Row. God. 18 in Life. I was telling Joe before you guys showed up. I was confused <laughs> as to who was dead and who was alive. Sebastian Bach, alive. alive. J.D. Lane from Warren, dead. dead. I was having trouble remembering who was who. Gotcha. No, this this is just one of those songs I I heard it on some radio station or playlist and I went, This belongs on my classic rock playlist because my classic rock playlist is mostly supernatural themed. Right. You know, if if I can imagine Dean and Sam driving to the song, it goes on the list. Okay. Um so yeah, that does it for our singles of nineteen eighty nine, and as tradition dictates, uh we'll be flipping over to side B, which is the album side uh, next week, so um, feel free in that in that week's period to uh, download all of our episodes. You can get those at uh, geeksalad.podbean.com, on the Podbean app, the Stitcher app, the Slacker app, I'm oh, sorry, not the Slacker app, the Spotify app, <laughs> Google oh, Music, yes. and you can subscribe to our channel on YouTube where we do exclusive content every week. Uh, currently, we are still in the midst of... Of our uh, Road to the Academy Awards, where we've done several retro reviews, and we're also going to be recapping a few other Oscar tidbits before the award ceremony. We also uh, have a conversation with us and Catherine about Muppet movie songs, our favorite Muppet movie movie songs. So don't forget to subscribe to the uh, the YouTube channel. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at Geek Salad Radio on Twitter, Um, and you can follow us on Facebook at Geek Salad Podcast. So until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you soon. Go, go, go.